Welcome back to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Strength and Speed owner and Conquer the Gauntlet Pro, Evan Preparis. I've got a packed episode again, and we're going to be talking about the best of 2020. Before we get to that, though, a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Blegmit. If you haven't used Blegmits, I would definitely pick up a pair. They are the neoprene mittens available in one millimeter and three millimeter variants. So the lights are one millimeter. The extremes are three millimeter. If you had the old ones from a couple of years ago, I believe those are like two millimeter. They made significant upgrades since then. And uh, keep your hands warm for wintertime OCR or just cold weather running. And uh, I love the lights for training and the extremes. I really like for uh, either wintertime ultra or wintertime obstacle course racing or anytime ultra distance obstacle course racing. So you can pick those up over at teamstrengthspeed.com or if you're international on the Eastern Hemisphere, uh, pr- probably easier to order from Deanna in Australia over at the Blegmit official website, but the only distributor in the U.S. All right, let's get to today's episode, right? So I would say t- 2020 has been a rough year for everyone with limited racing occurring. However, some brands managed to work through a myriad of obstacles to still hold events. So we kind of wanted to show our thanks and give shout outs to brands that are still persevering through a difficult racing year. So what I've done is I've brought on a bunch of people from the Mud Run Guide group and some other people from Strength and Speed and Conquer the Gauntlet to talk about kind of the best of 2020. So I'm going to introduce everyone first, and then we'll kind of start diving into topics. So let's start off with Lisa. Just give like a one or two sentence introduction of who you are so people are tracking. Hey, guys. I'm Lisa Nondorf. I am... um, a primarily short course specialist. I love obstacles, so I am definitely a mandatory obstacle completion person. Uh, this year, I was actually able to get in 10 races for OCR, so um, it was a good 2020 for us. All right, jumping over, we got AC Hale. Hey, it's AC Hale. I'm uh, Team Strength and Speed and member of the Mud Run crew, and I've got in about seven races this last season. So, Gotcha. Amy Jacobs. Hi, I'm Amy Jacobs. I uh, live in the UK now, but was an East Coaster before that, (laughs) but I've been here for about three years. Um, Still sponsored athlete, having to mix it up here because in the UK, I wasn't able to do any events because we've been shut down for most of the year. Um, But uh, uh, mostly I like to stick to ultra endurance events, um, like the longer the distance, the better. Right on. And then Doug Snyder also. Hey, I'm Doug Snyder way down here in Mississippi. I'm a master's athlete and I am on Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Team. Um, definitely prefer mandatory obstacles and the harder the better. <laughs> gotcha. And if you don't know me, the host, Evan Preparis, race for the Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Team. Originally from the East Coast, I live in, now live in the Midwest and I like ultra distance and mandatory obstacle completion. Alexis, go ahead. Hi, everyone. My name's Alexis Haddad Matera. I just got married in October, so get used to the last name. Uh, I am an ordinary, ordinary, everyday obstacle course racer. I am an open heater, I think we can call it. Um, I didn't do any races this year. Uh, I live in Massachusetts, so lockdown was pretty tight. Um, and I do prefer uh, longer distances. I, uh, I've got the engine that can go the miles. And that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Right on. We're going to jump over to Kathleen. Kathleen, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Uh, hi, guys. Um, my name is Kathleen Davis. I'm from New Jersey. Um, I prefer the um, shorter course, course races, like 10K and under. Um, definitely mandatory obstacle completion. 
I got a few races in this year, some Savage, um, Spartan as well in the beginning of the year. So all things considered, um, I didn't have too bad of a sort of a significantly shorter season, but uh, can't really complain. Awesome. All right. Now, since Mudrun Guide is not doing their best of 2020, we still wanted to give uh, shout outs to brands and show people that OCR is still alive and kicking, even though it was at a much lower level this year across the nation and across the world. And we had a small group here, so tried to grab some diversity from different locations and people with different specialties and stuff like that. But, you know, our goal is not necessarily to say, here's the best, here's the runner up. Uh, we just want to highlight brands. And what I'm going to do is when this podcast published and share it, we share it to Facebook, all these topics I'm going to post as comments below the, uh, the podcast link. And if you host a podcast or write for a brand or you know, represent a product or you just have a favorite product that you that we didn't talk about on this episode, you know, feel free to drop it in those comments underneath the appropriate topic. And I think that's going to help people you know, that may not have been involved in OCR for that long. It's going to help them find some other brands and some other race series and other products that you know, have been really good for the sport and having a significant impact. All right, so we got 25 topics. We're going to try to move through them pretty quickly. So I'm going to start off at the top. And um, in general, we're trying to stick to positive stuff, right? Because 2020 had a lot of negative stuff. And, you know, I'm kind of tired of hearing people complaining online. So we're going to try to stick to the positive. And so start off first topic is, or first, nom or first topic, right, is best positive OCR moment. So the idea is, you know, what's your favorite good news from the OCR world? You know, is it a power couple having a baby, athletes setting a new record, groups raising money for charity? You know, let us know your favorite good news. So I'll kind of take this one. You know, I'd say the big topics that initially came to mind for me was Joe DeSena saving Tough Mudder. And they finally put on their first event. I believe it was in the UAE uh, in late November. So that's been the first Tough Mudder event in basically a year. Some other exciting news, right? The return of Battle Frog. We'll see, we'll see how, how much that actually pans out. But supposedly they're coming back uh, starting in April of 2021. Another one which we've had on the podcast, we had Thomas Van Tonder uh, do his 90-meter-plus rope climb in South Africa, which I thought was just a really cool event and a uh, great way to highlight OCR outside of necessarily the OCR circles. Uh, finally, I'm going to give a shout-out to you know, my own personal event, the charity fundraiser OCR America 2, where we traveled around the U.S., and I did eight OCR marathons in eight days and raised seventy or $7,000-plus for the charity Folds of Honor. And I know for me personally, that was a great event. And I know Bobby Ross and Mike Stefano and Jacob Stone and my dad all had a really good time. And I think there's other, some other great ones. Uh, they're going to be covered, I think, in a lot of some of the other topics. Like um, I think the Spartan Games one is really cool. It was a really cool addition. Uh, the YouTube show that they produced for Spartan with a bunch of all those athletes from different sports. And then finally, the other, another one I'd say is Eco Challenge. Um, I know it was filmed in 2019, but it wasn't released until 2020. You know, and that had Ray Coble and Ryan Atkins performing at a very high level. I won't spoil the ending there. Anyone have any other shout out best positive OCR moments that I may have missed? It's not really OCR, but I think that the format for American Ninja this year was really kind of cool because I think you got to see more of the athleticism versus the backstories. So that Ooh. was really neat to watch. Good one. I do like that. I do like more athleticism, less backstory. We're going to keep trucking along the topics. Uh, last kind of comment I want to make is obviously, you know, I'm viewing OCR from my own personal position. So I'm going to be inherently biased slightly because, you know, what appears on my radar versus, you know, what may 
appear on some other people's radar. So we're going to try to expand that as much as possible, which is why I, I tried to pick a larger group uh, to talk about some of these topics. So like I said, if you have any additional ones, please drop them in the Facebook comments below and uh, let people know some of the good news from, from the sport. All right, we're going to keep trucking. We got uh, best race with three or more live events. So despite an extensive and long quarantine, several brands managed to hold more than one event in 2020. So, you know, which brands were your favorite? We're going to jump over to Alexis. So for me, I, I'm obviously biased to this one because it's the neighbor to the south of me and Rhode Island is Fit Challenge. They did, uh, I think they did about four. I think they actually got some nice press, but they had an article and they did, I think it was four events, live events in 34 days. I think they wanted to do five in 44 days, but um, basically, I think it was middle of October to middle, end of November. Um, so it was, they did their first 24-hour trail run. They also did their, uh, their annual fall. They usually do fit in the fall, or they had up until last year, their obstacle course race. They also did some other, they did their 5K and 5-mile turkey trot. Um, and I also got to give a shout out to Rob McCoy, um, I think. A lot of people know who he is, but um, he created a, an online community, and I feel like he really was able to foster that um, over Facebook, even more so than in other years. Um, people are really supportive. They share their stories. And when Rob was interviewed, he had mentioned he, a lot of people had reached out, like, please, basically saying, please don't give up on us in 2020. They needed it for their mental health more than anything. So he was happy to put it on. Um, and, you know, he kept everybody very updated on um, guidelines and regulations. And, you know, he got approval from, I think it was like the town board of health or something along those lines, but he worked very closely to make sure that it was a very, very safe event, all his events. So huge shout out to him um, on a very successful uh, multiple uh, live events. So Awesome. Yeah. And also going to give a shout out to, right, Savage Race, I think, held the most number of events. I think theirs was at like seven or eight for 2020, uh, both pre and post quarantine. Uh, Spartan Race, I believe, held about five. Conquer the Gauntlet held five. And KC Timber Challenge, our local permanent obstacle course here in the Midwest, uh, held four. So um, did I miss anyone? Anyone else know of any brands that hold three or more live events? All right, we're going to keep... Keep on going. Uh, best race with one or two live events. Let's jump over to Lisa. Okay, so this list was a little bit odd. It was weird to put Tough Mudder on this list, but I believe they only held one race, and it was international. So um, it's kind of weird to think of. Uh, and I thought Spartan had only done two races, one in Kissimmee and one in Jacksonville, but they might have had some other ones. So it was weird to like think of putting Tough Mudder and Spartan on the list of best race with one or two events. Um, but some of the other ones that I enjoyed this year is um, I raced Frontline and it was a great race. So Frontline is out of Illinois and it's a single race. I think he's going to try and do two races next year, but I'm not sure. Um, but it is, if you want to run elite, it is mandatory obstacle completion. And in order to run elite, you do have to wear men and female, a 20 pound weight vest. So you do have to do the entire six miles of running up and down hills with 20 pound weight vest, but you also have to do all of their grip obstacles, all of their heavy carries, all of their stuff. They have, uh, I think it's a, it's about a, 12 foot warped wall that you have to do as well with the weight vest on so that was a little bit um challenging and if you run endurance again it's mandatory obstacle for the endurance so i know at races like 
CTG or Conquer the Gauntlet, um, you are allowed to start missing obstacles uh, in penalty out, but you are not allowed to penalty out at frontline. Another race that I really enjoyed was Celtic Warrior. And it was a mixture of where they held it. So the terrain was just amazing. It was single track running terrain. It was just beautiful. And they did a great job of mixing obstacles, making some of them unique and new. Um, then we did another one. Uh, Doug and I both did it. It was called, what is it, Rougarou. And that was a local OCR. And the reason that I put it on the list as one that I really liked is it was more of a triathlon. So they sent us out on a two mile road run and then they put us on a half mile obstacle dense. It was like, there was no running room between obstacles. So it was obstacle, obstacle, obstacle. But the, um, the spectators, so the only area that you could really spectate was in that area. So you got to see all the obstacles and then they threw you in a three quarter of a mile kayak. So that one was pretty um, unique. But I'm gonna let Doug talk about battle race because he also did battle race, which had one Race. Yes. yes, Battle Race was the first weekend of March and pulled it off before COVID shut down everything. Um, just by coincidence, it worked out that way, which was awesome. But if anybody knows the story behind that, uh, Sid Morris is the race director and founder, and and uh, he loves to make super hard obstacles. He's brought a few things to world championships for mm -hmm. at least two years, I think. Um, he's well known for making the Valkyrie obstacle, which he had a version of it that was, oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it was, it was very obstacle intensive. It was about a two, two point something mile loop. And if you were doing the endurance version, you just had to do it over and over. And I think I ended up with seven laps there and like 300 obstacles. And it was it was like doing Ninja Warrior over and over all day long. <laughs> it was awesome. So, so that's the list that we kind of created from our own experiences. Right on. I'm all, I'll throw Hannibal Race in there also. It's another international race. They did one race in Kuwait in 2020. Anyone else have any other kind of local brands from their local area that we missed? Yeah, there's a local one in Texas uh, located in Belton called Spartacus Dash. They had to postpone the original event. And when they did hold their event, it was the same weekend as CTG Dallas. Uh, I was not able to make it down there, but I know they held that event. And it's one I do plan on making it to. It's uh, 5K, um, runs through a, a park trail in the middle of this town. And they put up obstacles and and it, it's generated a pretty good local following. Gotcha. And then there's um, also Dauntless Primal Assault uh, held two races. Yes. Um, I'll throw in some from the UK. We uh, we were actually lucky enough that two of the, the bigger uh, race companies here, Nuts Challenge and Nuclear Races, the Nuclear Races where is the same area where OCR Worlds was held. They were able to put off each, uh, each of them were able to put on a race this year, which was great and gave some people some opportunity to get out there. Um, but that's about, up for, that's about it for us. Awesome. We'll keep moving. Also, there's a 40 minute time limit. So we're going to have to hang up in about eight minutes and call everyone back, which is annoying, but all right, I'll edit that part out. All right. So next we're moving on to most entertaining OCR mail on social media. You know, we didn't get a chance to hear about many of our athletes, great performances on the course in 2020, but you know, who kept you entertained in 2020? And we're going to jump over to Alexis to share some of her thoughts. I think it's kind of a tie right now. So I, I got to 
uh hunter mcintyre i know he like dips his toe back in with spartan games and stuff he's always quite entertaining he always makes me laugh um aaron newell as well and i know they were feuding or i don't know something happened on the spartan games with wrestling but i found them both pretty entertaining um for the most part um and then lately matt novakovich um or novakovich i always stumble the bear um his i don't know he had a pretty scary incident not that it was entertaining but it was really fascinating to read on um instagram so i don't know what everybody else thinks but those are kind of my top three i'm not tracking his scary incident you want to share a very oh so what happened was he was doing a climb and i believe it was alaska up a mountain and um it was snowy at the top it looked like i'm going to try and not uh you know give you a summary definitely go read his instagram though it was really fascinating um it was a vertical climb he was i think at the end of the day just not dressed appropriately for it for the for the gear um for the weather so he made it to the top he started to descend and i think he got hypothermic all turned around he basically almost died to be quite honest um and somebody you know he threw up his sos um it was i think a very much a learning moment for him um but yeah he and i'm not saying that to be dramatic that he almost died like he will tell you he almost died um so it was really fascinating to read like what he was doing where it went wrong how he was i I don't know he's open about it to a point um but i i just found it really fascinating to read um so and yet he's like now running in like san diego somewhere um i don't even know what he's doing but um i think the top those three hunter's always very entertaining aaron can always give you some snark which i really love (laughs) um and some entertainment um and then and then matt's uh you know uh i hate to say near-death experience was very uh uh insightful and interesting to read so i don't know what everybody else thought um i throw in there ryan woods ryan woods is always good for a good laugh i mean also true you're true like, you're right about that he was very Wood- good lately <laughs> woodsy is always on point on his entertainment uh, as true. far as even training goes so true and quite snarky i love the snark awesome all good suggestions there so we're going to jump over to the ladies same topic most entertaining ocr female on social media ac covering this one as far as social media goes to me, the most entertaining has been watching uh, Brenda the Red Beast Calvert. Um, just watching her her life adventures, living out on a farm, but she's also continuing to do her training, which is inspiring. And then she's also very transparent about personal struggles, um, which I can relate some to. So I just enjoy watching her and seeing her on social media. And then it, on the same hand, uh, Christina uh, Honey Badger Armstrong. You know, she recently went through a surgery earlier this year, and to see her come back from that was was also uh, inspiring for me to watch. Gotcha. Both good ones from the Midwest. We got any other ones from across the nation or internationally? I liked Faith Stenning. She doesn't post a ton, but I did listen to her on an interview. And to kind of talk about, to AC's point, like she kind of talked about her personal struggles as well with adjusting to COVID, being in New York, like understanding like she has the luxury of being able to take off and go run in the mountains. Um, And then at the same time, she kind of just said F it at one point was like, 
I just, I appreciate how real she is. Um, and so when she does post, it's definitely got a lot of substance in my opinion. So I found her to be very, um, not entertaining, like haha, but like very, yeah. um, what she has to say carries, carries some weight. Yeah. Enjoyable to follow her experience. Mm-hmm, yeah. For sure. Insightful, whatever. Um, yeah. Le- I- Le- well, I was thinking, like, for similar reasons, because Doug and I just had the conversation. I'm like, who do I follow? And believe it or not, and I know she was my teammate, but Ashley Samples I've been following. And one of the main reasons is, like, the cool thing is to watch her different runs every single day. Like, they literally ran and every single day. Um, and I think she's trying to now run it will be like almost a year straight of running every day. And, um, and I know she just posted that she did an 11 mile run. And if you're friends with Ashley, you know that she is a short course runner. She is not a long distance runner. So that is a pretty good run for her. Um, I think she also even ran her first um, marathon this year um, with a team. So it was pretty cool to watch her story um, being a mother of two now surviving COVID with two taught like younger kids at home working and trade training so that was really neat to watch yeah i i love ashley dustin and jason i'm gonna lump them all as one person because they're they crack me up with a lot of their uh edited pictures and stuff like that that's actually very true i'm, I'm gonna we're gonna jump over to amy what do you got uh i was gonna say raya i mean raya's kind of gone off on like her her instagram has been wonderful like she's she's trying all these new things uh you know she's living out of a van she's going on these adventures and she's very she's very quirky about talking about her epic fails or things that she's done like she's left the wrong shoes or she's you know she's talking about the the you know sort of like the rookie mistake she's made in her you know her newfound you know mountain biking and kind of running up in colorado experiences but she also just got her u.s citizenship too so she's really like she's really had kind of a good story going this year yeah, that's good stuff. I wasn't tracking a lot of that. Moving right along, we got uh, best temporary pivot from OCR. Without OCR to occupy a lot of time, some of our favorite athletes, race organizers, and group leaders, and some OCR personalities found other interests to occupy their time in 2020. And we talked about pivoting on the last Strength and Speed podcast. So, you know, who pivoted into what and, you know, which did you find interesting, entertaining, uh, kind of cool, et cetera. So we're going to jump over to Amy for this one. Um, first I thought, uh, Fran and I sort of shared this sentiment as far as, uh, Brett, because Brett has moved from doing a lot of stuff with Mud Run Guide and going around and, and being primarily OCR focused to doing something with punk daddy guitars. So I kind of find it fun and amazing that he's, he's into this passion where he's building guitars for people that are all custom and, you know, he's doing huge fundraisers with it and being able to occupy his time and get things done. So for me, that was a big one. I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, and then I would also say, um, athletes, like a lot of the, the athletes that are doing things, um, look at the number of people doing FKTs. You see, you know, Ryan's doing FKTs. You've got, well, Ryan Atkins and Ryan Woods that are out there doing FKTs. You see a lot of athletes, like I mentioned Raya earlier, that are moving on to things like, um, you know, they're going more into the ultra and, and even better, like in distance as in far as ultra running and sky running and, uh, you know, mountain biking and skiing and really sort of just expanding their horizons and training and the type of, you know, things they're able to do when they're not able to do events. So um, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, and then with 
uh, company, Spartan, uh, Spartan being able to do things like Spartan games and sort of, you know, turning, turning over a new leaf when they're not able to put on the big events like obstacle course racing as much uh, was kind of a really, you know, refreshing idea that, you know, we could keep this sort of life that we all live alive. Gotcha. Good ones. I'm also going to give a quick shout out to Jay Flores who started changing the game and it's not science, it's magic. So two science, technology, and engineering, math focused, uh, one's a pot, one's a, they're both Instagram live uh, videos. So you can see over those over at Jay Flores inspires on his Instagram channel. All right, let's jump over to best inspirational OCR personality from raising money to volunteering their free time. Who kept you inspired in 2020? And uh, Amy, I'm going to jump back over to you. Um, I think when Fran and I were talking about this, really, Jesse Bruce, I've been noticing um, a lot of the stuff that he's done with fundraising through One Academy in Canada for like food banks and women's shelters and uh, and just being able to sort of help those groups that are really suffering during COVID and lockdown, um, especially when it comes to like, you know, abuse and such. Um, I would also say that, you know, our, our regulars that we look at, which would be, you know, Ryan and Lindsay, which are constantly helping uh, with fundraising opportunities for the less fortunate. Um, and then I, I kind of want to spin it a little different about how some people are keeping us inspired uh, other than just fundraising. Like, um, for instance, I know we always talk about Amelia Boone being this great athlete. And, you know, she's always been inspirational for women in OCR because she was, you know, she's kind of been at the beginning of the game. But um, but now that she's gone through all of the things with eating disorders and she's she's getting, you know, the help that she needs and she's reaching out and she's talking about it publicly. She's made mention that she's been able to help a lot of people within the sport and outside of the sport, especially those people that are left alone with those sort of mental health conditions. Um, and there are more in OCR and other, you know, uh, athletes uh, driven like ultra running, et cetera, where people are suffering from those. And she's been able to do quite a lot with that. Um, and then uh, groups over here uh, in England, we have a group of young girls, and I'm a bit biased on this because my daughter's on the team, but um, OCR girls. Uh, it's a group of teenage girls that do, uh, you know, some elite competition and uh, they run in competitive waves and they're in their age groups. Um, but they, despite the fact that they've not had OCR, they've really kept their training going and they've been really positive and uplifting they've been working with high rocks and doing things with spartan and you know doing inspirational videos for spartan to put out for people to you know kind of help them understand these are the types of training we're doing we're kids and we're still not getting up this is our sport so i just thought that was a really kind of amazing and inspirational thing to do awesome all good suggestions there and i'll also follow it up with another shout out for jay flores and his work with uh, science technology engineering and math all right, moving right along, got a most impressive OCR-related physical accomplishment. So this can be in or out of OCR, but must be an OCR athlete who accomplished it. Uh, what impressed you in 2020, whether it be an athlete doing a long mountain bike ride, a new FKT, a record-setting challenge, or appearing on your favorite fitness reality show? So we're going to jump over to AC Hale. Well, one of the most impressive OCR physical accomplishments was OCR America 2. Uh, watching you, uh, Bobby, Jacob, and Mike, go across the country in the freezing cold. Um, it was impressive to watch. And I did not envy y'all being out there in the cold uh, for a minute. But um, not OCR per se, but uh, I guess back in October, November, four local athletes, uh, Jason Dupree, who's one of the co-hosts for OCR Talk, uh, Will Raymond, Josh McCarty, and Kevin Harkins, 
embarked on a journey to run across the DFW Metroplex, which it's 30 miles from downtown Fort Worth to, to downtown Dallas, but it ended up being a 50 mile run across parking lots, trails, uh, ghetto, river bottoms. And they took off uh, one cold morning and it took them all day to run 50 miles across the, across the DFW Metroplex. So that's another, another shout out to those guys for, for pulling that off. Gotcha. And I think Jason actually did a podcast about it on his OCR yeah, talk. He did. And, and uh, you know, I'm going to give out basically the same topics I mentioned during the best positive OCR moment. So Thomas Van Tonder's 90 plus meter rope climb, Ryan Araya on Eco Challenge, and then obviously all of the athletes on the Spartan Games. Um, so you can head over and, and check that out over at YouTube. All right. We're going to keep I going. Have, uh, oh, go for it, oh, Lisa. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I have a personal one. Um, like inspiring for me and a lot of people know Andy Hardy because she runs Spartans workout tour. Um, and she was one of the main key employees for Spartan this entire time because the workout tour is one thing that's been able to continue to, um, roll. Uh, she's had to shift and make some changes in it, but she has been out going across the country risking, you know, with the pandemic, um, but driving everywhere and being able to run the workout tour. But in the meantime, time she also has been she's moved to Minnesota to be with her family because her mom is ailing um, and she's elderly and she's needed more in-home care so doing all that but you go to like her Facebook page or Instagram page and she is still just living life to the fullest and I think that that is a massive inspiration for me and it just you know for me it's just a huge positivity to see that gotcha now, without race courses to keep many of us in shape, you know, what did you use to maximize your fitness? So we're going to jump over to Lisa to talk best home OCR training tool. Okay, so a couple of the training tools that we primarily use, we have several in our backyard, but our main ones were um, obviously rec bag. So any carries that we had to do anything it was always on our back as much as we possibly could just to get used to it, especially since we don't have hills here. We did a lot of training with a rec bag. Um, Force 5 has two products that I really like. One is the Givens, which is their floating monkey bars. Um, I learned that that's a very technical-based obstacle just because of aiming it. I'm horrible at aiming the peg to go in, in the little holder, the cradle. So um, just being able to train on that and get used to the aim and the feel of how you need to swing that. The other one from Force 5 that I really like is their peg block. And I like this one, especially with the pandemic, because it doesn't take up much room. If you don't know what it is, it's a four-sided block, uh, like a rectangle, and it's got two peg holes on one side, then one, then two, then one. And you just take two pegs and you work your way all the way around the block and you keep going back and forth. You can go high, you can go low, that kind of thing. So it's just a great overall tool, I think, to use. Um, the B bar from fit bar, again, it doesn't take up a room in your house. So it's spinning monkey bars and the bars actually can spin as well. So that's a great, uh, just training tool there. And then another one that we found crucial was from atomic, their cliffhanger boards. So any version, we have multiple of them in our backyard hanging um, on the other side of our pegboard and just being able to work on cliffhanger where you're doing like the fingertip strength. I think that was very crucial in one of my savage races to getting through um, one of their new obstacles. So and then the last one, I would say it's definitely blag mitts. Um, I did the frontline endurance race and I think I probably died without those on 
in the freezing cold. So blag mitts was another training tool. And I wore them actually yesterday here in Mississippi on our run. And I was thankful Doug was not wearing them and he was not very thankful, but I was wearing mine. So <laughs> nice. I'm also going to throw on the atomic ninja board. So it's basically an all-in-one training solution that also doesn't take up much space from atomic and then just the generic treadmill, right? I think uh, that for those who had treadmills, that was very helpful when it was way too hot or way too cold to go running. All right, we're going to jump over and talk about best OCR training supplement. So to keep yourself in great shape, what supplements did you use to keep you performing at your best? Basically looking for a kind of pre-workout or intra-workout type stuff here. And we're going to jump over to Kathleen. Okay, frankly, I don't really use a lot of supplements, but I do use the um, Endure Elite, the Perform Elite pre-workout. I like the Cherry Limeade. And fortunately for me, a little goes a long way. So I only use half of it because um, otherwise you'd be peeling me off the ceiling. Um, what I really like about Endurally just in general, I think it's um, they have great products. Um, I also really like their Facebook group because it's very active. Um, the owner, Matt, um, is involved. Um, but And they also, um, during the holidays, they were having problems with like packages being damaged um, I'm sure we've all kind of had problems with um, shipping because of COVID and postal service, at least in the U.S. Um, they started covering shipping insurance, which I thought was great. But um, big fan of, of, of Endurolate. Um, I also use Alt-Red that, um, for quite a while, too, and I'm definitely a big fan of both of those. Gotcha. Both good suggestions. Matt Mossman, owner of, Endur- of Endurolate, very, very smart guy. Let's jump over to AC Absolutely. Health. I, know I just wanted to throw up another vote for for Matt Mossman and Endurlete, uh, excellent product, excellent, excellent customer service. Gotcha. And then Amy, what do you got? Well, I'm always a big fan of Honey Badger. I've been, um, I've worked with them since 2014, and Honey Badger is probably the best hydration I've ever used. It's pulled me out of some really crazy situations, and you know, it's veteran-owned, and you know, they do quite a lot of uh, like funds for uh, veterans that are coming out of service and have some issues, et cetera. So they're, you know, they're always a good group. And then I'd say over here for the European side, there's uh, the company that worked with World Championships, OCR World Championships, which is called Vela Forte. I use their gels, which are like a maple syrup, chocolate, caffeine kind of uh, like endurance gel that is really, really good. I prefer the Dopio, but they've got a really good line of gels here that are pretty amazing. I definitely liked using Juice Performers Beet Juice and Beet Juice Blitz over the summer in the couple of endurance events where when I'd come into the pit every lap, I'd take a few sips of that. And I, I think that that definitely gave me a good boost. And final, I'm going to throw out a shout out to Hammer Nutrition's Perpetuum Fat Carb Protein Blend, that uh, liquid fuel for ultra endurance that I use for pretty much all my ultra OCR stuff. All right, let's jump over to best OCR recovery tool. So training requires recovery. What tool did you use to maximize recovery in 2020? AC, uh, start off with you. Anything by rock tape. Uh, rock floss, rock tape, rock sauce is essential for recovery. I, I like using that the last band rock floss on my on my calves. Um, another recovery tool, uh, complex massage guns. Hits, you know, any muscle group you want to hit. And I have recently acquired a pair of, and I'm going to mispronounce this, you might have edited it, uh, Ufos slippers. Yes, that's right. Uh, just got a pair of those. Uh, Merry Christmas, and I'm loving them. They're awesome. I'm going to second your Ufos. Those are my favorite shoes on the planet. I'm going to third it. <laughs> and I'm going to second anything by Rock Tape and that Rock Sauce. Excellent picks. 
Amy, what do you have? Um, I was going to say Mark Pro. Uh, my Mark Pro is pretty amazing. Like uh, everybody walks around with their tens machines, but this, you know, the frequencies I can hit on that is really good for both building up muscle and also recovery and injury. And I can sleep with the thing on, so it's like it's fantastic. Familiar with Mark Pro? Definitely check it out. That's a EMS, right? Electrical muscle stimulator. Yes, it is, yep. and it is the best thing I've ever used. It's pretty much medical grade, and it's used for CrossFit Games and a lot of the other athletes in OCR use it. But it is, it is fantastic, and it travels in a really small bags. So, and I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Rapid Reboot. Those are the compression boots I use for OCR America, and they basically inflate by zones. And I honestly think it's the best recovery tool you can buy uh, with any amount of money. So. Highly recommend those if you've got about $1,000 to burn, but it's worth it. All right, jumping over to best recovery supplement. So nutrition is a big part of recovery. What's your favorite supplement that you use to maximize recovery in 2020? Uh, AC again. Endure Elite, Recover Elite. Uh, once again, Matt Mossman's products are, are excellent. Uh, I've also become a fan of Venga CBD products, uh, especially when coming off of a, of a torn calf and a strain calf uh, twice uh, this last season, uh, having CBD with no THC in it for my job, I think I really feel like helped me recover better. And uh, also, then also a shout out to Juice Performer Cherry Juice uh, Recovery Juice. All good suggestions. And I'm gonna throw a quick shout out to Hammer Nutrition's Recover Right. We're gonna keep on trucking. Back to AC Hale, another again with uh, best OCR writer. So with limited racing going on, there wasn't much OCR writing on your favorite websites uh, as usual, but still people managed to write some interesting, compelling articles. Who was your favorite OCR writer slash author uh, that wrote one more articles in 2020? That would be you and Brett Stewart. Obviously, I approve of both of those. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> I'm also going to give a shout out to um, Luke Hayes, uh, Trio Life Fitness, who's been writing articles probably, you know, one or two a month, basically all of 2020. And then I think obviously you got to give a shout out to, I haven't checked Obstacle Racing Media recently, but I'm assuming Matt Davis is still occasionally writing articles. So obviously him and then uh, Jack Bauer. I'm not sure if he's written anything this year. I haven't been following as closely as usual, but he usually has some really good stuff as far as uh, bringing in some like statistics and stuff like that. Alexis, what do you got? Can we give a shout out to the OCR Bunyan Onion? They keep me entertained too when they post. Yeah. And then the other one obviously is Fran, right? So she's been writing for uh, OCRWC Adventures website that's been producing content all year. Oh, I was going to second Fran for sure. Can you pronounce um, her last name gonna, so I don't butcher it? Uh, Curiondo. There we go. And I even mess it up sometimes and we're actually really good friends. But um, the, uh, the second one I was going to do was just sort of bias is my husband who does a lot of writing for uh, Mudstacle over here, which is Adam Jacobs. And there's not been a lot of OCR stuff to write about. What he has been writing and doing a really good job of is uh, doing a lot of um, uh, reviews for, for kit and gear and, you know, supplement nutrition for people who want to continue their training. So they're ready to pick up the season when we're allowed to have a season again. Awesome. So that would be Adam Jacobs. <laughs> All right, going to keep going over with uh, kind of content producing uh, best OCR podcasts. So OCR podcasts have been still produced content through 2020. Some of them have been more hit and miss. Other have been more regular. You know, who is your favorite uh, podcast in uh, 2020? And again, AC Hale for this one. Strength and speed, obviously. Uh, <laughs> you, you've been putting out. AC Hale is really plugging me. You're getting, you're getting a lot of points here, man. <laughs> well, right. You've been putting out the content. Um, 
Obstacle Dominator has still been putting out content. One Lisa mentioned, uh, BeastNet. I've, I have not listened to them, but uh, Lisa can fill in more on that in a minute. Another another group is the OCR Report uh, group. I guess they're all kind of a in a collective now, but Obstacle Running Adventures, Overcome and Run, OCR Talk, and World's Toughest have also uh, been putting out material uh, throughout 2020. And uh, Lisa, you want to speak to BeastNet? Yeah, I um, recorded with BeastNet and I recorded with uh, Lisa and they did a great job as well. And so and then I scrolled through and they've done a lot of recording over the COVID time. So which has been pretty cool to listen to. So they've done a really good job. They have a couple of different people working with them. So. All right, Alexis. I, I really enjoy the running public with Kirk and, and Bracken. Um, I actually really liked listening to Bracken when he was on with Benny. But I followed him over to the running public. I, I really like what they have to say. find their stuff very insightful. Brecken's very smart. He always got a lot of good information mm. to put out. And I like Kirk because I, I watched The Bachelorette. And so I was really excited when he showed up on the OCR scene. I was like, oh, my God, I know him from The Bachelorette. <laughs> That's <laughs> so amazing. I enjoy him, too. And then, obviously, you give a shout-out to the longest running and possibly the first uh, podcast, right? Uh, Obstacle, Obstacle Racing Media, ORM's podcast, right? So definitely give a shout out to them. And we've been producing, actually, I just went over and double checked their uh, feed and it's, they've got like episodes like every couple of days, it seems like. All right, moving on to best OCR video content producer. Races were at a minimum, but some of your favorite video producers still managed to keep producing great content. Uh, who's your favorite in 2020? Give a shout out to Spartan. Obviously, uh, Joe DeSena says the little YouTube, uh, Facebook videos that he was putting out, basically all during quarantine. And then they produced the Spartan Games. Another big thing, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Stoke Shed, who did the OCR America 2 coverage, which I thought he just did a phenomenal job because he produced, shot, produced, edited, and published those videos all in less than 24 hours uh, without knowing what the, story, what the next storyline was going to be for the next day. And then I'm going to give a shout out to uh, OCR Racer, who kind of focuses more on the ultra side, who released her movie Facing Infinitus in uh, 2020. And you can download that. I think it's eight dollars and 88 cents if i remember correctly uh kind of like the infinity symbol um but definitely go support her because that that documentary is eight dollars and 88 cents but it is i mean it, it's like it's really good right she should i think i'm uh, she should really charge more for it so i can't remember exactly where you can find it um but if anyone's having any trouble give me a shout out or go over to their facing infinitus facebook page amy um i'd go back if i can go back for a second now that i'm not having difficulties for podcasts i couldn't hear whether anybody said uh, anything about tony matisi for death race legends um oh, legend no, of the death race yeah so legend of death race which is going all the way back to the beginning of the death race etc which isn't exactly ocr but you know we're all in the same community so uh tony matisi's podcast has been amazing and i know to piggyback on this part, he's been working on some video content that um, that will come out eventually, hopefully, um, and it's just incredible. It's a it's a great listen, and it helps you kind of get to know and get into the minds of a lot of people that have done you know death races and have been part of the community for a really long time. And then, if anyone wants to know more about him, he also wrote a book this year uh, that was released. That he did. Uh, Legend of Death Race by the same name, I believe. So that's correct. A uh, local videographer, uh, Will Video, Will Raymond. Um, oh yeah very good he's always got good stuff yeah he's another good one yeah he did uh i haven't watched any of his stuff recently but he did a video with brenna was it last year and he just it was just edited it was a lot of content like crammed into a couple minutes and he just edited it, re it really well but it was really good i'm uh, moving on to best training slash racing ocr shoes so kathleen 
I think I did more training than racing this year, but um, as far as race shoes, um, I really like the VJ Extreme. I know a lot of people like the VJ Max too. I don't wear that shoe, so I can't speak to it. But um, as far as trail races, um, I started wearing the um, Hoka One One Evo Speed Goat this year. That shoe was life-changing. Highly recommend it for um, trail racing. As far as training, um, I've been wearing the, um, also from Hoka, the um, Torrent. Love that shoe. Um, I've also been doing a lot of road training because um, it's flat where I live. <laughs> um, so for roads, I've been wearing the um, Hoka Rincon. And I also have in the box, because I've been quarantined for the past couple of weeks, I have a pair of the um, Saucony um, Endorphin Speed. Haven't tried them yet, but um, I've read a lot of good things about them. Gotcha. Lisa? Hey, it's Doug. Oh. Um, I'll, second, <laughs> I'll second on DJ Shoes. I regularly run the Max and the Extreme. Um, Max is a little wider in the toe box, but both have amazing rubber grip on dry surfaces as well as the deep cleats for digging through the mud. Um, I've gotten up to 24 miles in both pairs, I believe, and come away with very minimal foot problems. Agreed. Highly recommend the Max. Uh, that's what I wore for Kimberly's Ultra 24-hour Ultra motor uh, a couple weeks ago. All right, best new obstacle. So several brands managed to squeeze in a couple new obstacles this year in the abbreviated race season. You know, so which one was your favorite? Uh, over to Lisa. Okay, so I came up with a list of all of the new ones that I have done this year. The first one that I'm going to talk about is coming out of Frontline. It's called the Kraken. So imagine twist or Twister from Spartan Race, but with nunchucks and a little ball at the end. So you actually had to, there was a first half of the rig, and then it transitioned onto the Kraken, and it is just a spinning nunchuck alley kind of thing. Um, what made it hard at Frontline is that it was cold and damp when we went out. It was probably, I think we started, and it was like 13 or 14 degrees out, and so the obstacles were still um, <clears throat> a little bit from the just the frost. So that made it very difficult um, because it is all metal and it's painted metal. So the Kraken is a really good one from Conquer the Gauntlet. They introduced Pay the Piper. Pay the Piper was a really fun one. And I learned after doing um, endurance that it actually starts to, um, you have to pay a little bit more every lap because the poles start to spread further and further apart as people are moving them. <laughs> so I think at one point I remember laughing going, well, this obstacle started off really generous, but by the end, you are pretty much doing the splits, and after 20 miles of running, it did not feel well. So definitely it was paying the piper the longer you went. Um, then the race that we did, Celtic Warrior, had an obstacle called nunchucks. And when Doug and I read that obstacle, we automatically assumed it was a rig with nunchucks because that makes the most amount of sense. But what we learned really fast is that it was not. It was actually a pegboard where they chained your two pegs together, and they looked like nunchucks. So learning that I tend to do my pegboard like um, at Conquer the Gauntlet, monkey bar style, you could not do monkey bar style with this. You had to do strict and you could not make any big moves because your nunchucks, your pegs were latched together. So you could only move one peg at a time. You could not move further than that. So that was a pretty inventive one. Um, and then Savage Race, actually their last two races came out with this rig. And if you've done Savage Race before, you know that they have an obstacle, um, like it's the cheese, like 
Yeah, it's like a cheese board. And what they did is they took it and they turned it sideways and hung it and turned it into rig holds. And so you had to traverse this piece of oh, piece of queso. You had to traverse the sideways piece of queso. Well, it was pretty much a game changer at Savage. Um, so that was a really, again, inventive way to do a new obstacle. I'm going to let Doug talk about the Valkyrie 2.0, which was a new obstacle that Battle Race actually put out there. Yeah, and I think that obstacle was in line to go to world championships this year. Um, but I kind of got the sneak preview by doing Battle Race back in March. Um, so if you remember, Valkyrie is a, a vertical climb, well, an angled climb of Olympic rings up and down on a kind of a rig structure. But then the, the 2.0 or even 3.0 version at this race was like a T-bar shaped thing that could swing kind of on a hinge and so it was kind of like getting a, a flat hold on a horizontal piece of two by four but it could swing as you're climbing up at an angle and coming back down at an angle i guess the best way that i explained <laughs> it was think of stairway to heaven from conquer the gauntlet but the stairs get to swing yeah so those are a couple of the new obstacles that we encountered on some of the races this year yeah, i'm gonna give a quick shout out to noob sanity i'm not sure what's new on their course because i hadn't been there since 2016 before 2020 but I really enjoyed a lot of their obstacles. They're always very creative. And some of these obstacles actually he made and then not that OCR World Championship copied them, but like they both came up with the same idea in the same year. And it, uh, so they actually built it first and then it appeared on the OCR WC course, which is kind of just kind of funny. And uh, KC Timber Challenge, which I, I'm, I can't even remember what's new there anymore, but they, uh, they seem to be changing obstacles every time I go back to their venue. All right, back over to Lisa again for best virtual event, but kind of focusing on the short course stuff. So not looking for uh, multi-lap endurance things. So, you know, what virtual races did you enjoy? So I know Doug did the Spartan race. I'm just going to name a couple that I know that were going on. I only did one race and it was um, the Force 5 one. And I really enjoyed that one. It was actually very difficult and they made it almost impossible to cheat, if that makes sense. Um, I know a lot of the virtual races people could find backdoor ways to cheating. Um, and this one was almost impossible because you had to submit video of everything from start to finish, um, things like that. And it was a three week challenge and you had two challenges. I think you had four days to complete the two challenges of each week. And then the last one was actually a three challenge day. Um, and it was just really cool because they mixed up a lot of very, very unique stuff and they made it so that you purposely could do it inside your house. So I know that we had international competitors as well as, um, you know, the U S competitors. So it was, and then they split everything into age groups and they did awards and it was just a really neat one. Um, we did things like, squat and stand-ups but you had to use your door so you had to actually use the door to help assist you with the stand-up you weren't allowed to touch the ground and I think you had to do I don't even remember like I felt like a hundred I know it was a lot so um like I said they did some very unique ways to do that I know that battle race not the battle race Doug ran but there is a different battle race that did online and theirs was primarily running and burpees so that kind of turned me off because that's not my style <laughs> um but they had multiple different ones and then Spartan I think even ran their short course 
So you could do a Spartan short course. They had all three distances. They had all three distances. So, and then another one that did a really, really good job would be the Savage Anywhere. So I know a bunch of people that completed the Savage Anywhere, and that was kind of a series. And they allowed some of their strong pros that run Savage Race to actually write the workouts, and then people would do them and submit them. I don't know that there was like a, a winner or anything like that, but that was just a great virtual way of keeping people in OCR. I was just going to second on the force five. Um, we got to do it over here internationally, but because my daughter and I, um, we work with force fives because I'm a sponsored athlete. We couldn't compete because we were doing some of the, we were testing some of the obstacles, but there was also to second the massive amount of times I had to do that door obstacle. <laughs> um, there was also <laughs> the number of times we had to do run throughs on that. But um, there was also one where you could put like a, uh, a broomstick over two chairs and then you had to do like over unders while pushing a bag that was a weighted bag and like it was just a really unique way to kind of simulate what you would have to do if you were doing like bag carries under barbed wire or something so it was it was still really great for training but uh, it was enjoyable and i'll give a quick shout out to not actually ocr but high rocks right they did a bunch of virtual events that were actually competitive and they had kind of like a video face-off with the, you know, the top couple of people actually competing live, which was cool. And then OCR stars, Hunter McIntyre's uh, obstacle slash crossfit type uh, virtual race thing. Uh, uh, Bone Frog. Yeah, Bone Frog also has their honor series, and it's currently in its fifth of the five challenges for the year going on now, and it's got multiple distances with like 10 body weight type exercises mixed in. Cool. Uh, jumping over, we're going to keep talking about uh, virtual events, but on the endurance side for best virtual endurance event, you know, I think the two that kind of jump out at me are obviously Toughest Mudder and World's Toughest Mudder, which uh, didn't really have fitness challenges in between. It was just like random tasks, which was kind of stupid, but also kind of fun. I did the 12 hour toughest with a group here at my house, and that was a lot more fun than I thought it would be because it was an out, we did an out and back course. So we kept seeing people on each lap. And it was about five of us doing it. And the, like I said, the, some of the obstacles were kind of stupid, um, but you know, it, it was a good, it was a good change up. You know, Matt Hansen did the, he won the virtual world's uh, toughest mutter, which was the mileage again, were extremely high because there's not as many obstacles. And then on top of that, well, we actually signed up a bunch of the strength and speed guys signed up and girls for uh, Vikings uh, tr team trek. So we've, Supposed to run uh, 1,030 miles between the five of us cumulatively between now and I think it's like the end of March. And honestly, when I signed up, I thought it was just running, but there's all these like random challenges, which I did not necessarily know I was signing up for. So I don't know if I didn't read the instructions very well, but uh, it's a cool way to get engaging, just personally not what I'm, I'm enjoying or looking for. I'm excited for, I'm excited not to talk about virtual racing because honestly, I, I legitimately hate it. I think it's... <laughs> I think it's good to keep the sport afloat and stuff like that, but it just, uh, just not my cup of tea. I will second your, I don't like virtual racing. I, I hate it so much. I, I just despise it. <laughs> All right. But again, necessary. And I, I try to support brands. I, this year I actually bought more merchandise, uh, OCR merchandise than I ever had before. Cause I was like, well, I'm going to try to support some brands and they're having some sales and some of the stuff is cool. So I got like, I bought some absurd amount of world's toughest mudder paraphernalia for like, I think I spent like 80 bucks and I got like $400 worth of stuff. It was insane. Good sales going on over there. Let's jump over to best European event with one or more live events. And um, I don't really have any suggestions, Amy, I'm uh, going to kind of put you on the spot here. You know, what, 
brands held events uh, that we didn't already talk about or give them a quick shout out? Um, this is a hard one because I really didn't pay much attention because we couldn't travel outside of the UK, which is where I was saying like nuts put on an event. And then you also had uh, an event through nuclear races, which nuclear races are always really popular and they're always really fun. Um, and they always kind of make a quirk. If you don't know about nuclear races, um, basically nuclear races, uh, they're, they have some where you can actually run through uh, a nuclear bunker at night. And like, it's, so it's kind of, it's kind of quirky and fun, but most of that, I mean, I know there was some really, uh, there were some events in Sweden because they obviously weren't locked down. Um, but for the most part, there, there weren't really a lot of events going on because we were on lockdown so much, uh, so much sooner than the United States was. So that's about it. Yeah. Well, if anyone <laughs> has any other, my head. yeah, if anyone has any other brands, please drop them in the comments on the Facebook below, just sir, uh, just to gain some situational awareness. And once traveling opens up, you know, maybe that's something you can put on some of your bucket lists and stuff like that. Uh, Going to keep moving to best international event with one or more live events, you know, so kind of outside of the U.S. and outside of Europe. And obviously, I'm going to give a shout out to Hannibal Race, who held their one event in February in Kuwait. And then basically everything went into lockdown, so they didn't hold any events in Lebanon this year. Probably the first time since I don't know when. It's been a long time since they've never held an event in Lebanon that, in a year. And then South Africa also held an event. I can't remember what the name it is off the top of my head, but I was now when I was following Thomas Van Tander's uh, Facebook, he posted about it, and I'm pretty sure he podiumed. Uh, big shocker there. Best motivational group and a reason. So you've probably been part of an online OCR training group or social group. What was your favorite in 2020 and why? Um, did you do a lo OCR local event? They do a monthly challenge, et cetera. You know, did they provide technique videos for training? Like what Facebook or social groups are you part of? And I'm going to give a shout out to KC OCR who held a uh, summer throwdown event and actually the prizes for it were better than most paying races right I, got, I won like $150 $5 pass to ROKC uh, climbing gym definitely gave a shout out to them they also did a 30 days advent fitness so it was basically every day they post an exercise and it was like a different person who, who hosted it and told you what to do uh, leading up to Christmas and then World's Toughest Mudder obviously always does their um, you know their monthly mileage mileage challenges which is a good way for people to stay motivated Lisa, what do you have? Um, I know that Legendary Fitness, they are a ninja gym, but they also do a lot of OCR training. They did a really good job at doing like monthly challenges and posting and just keeping their content fresh. Um, Doug has one. Oh, the OCR tribe, which is mm -hmm. more of a Southeast group, I guess. Um, I'm part of, Lisa's part of, but they had some type of a, a I guess it was a virtual challenge thing, mm -hmm. but it was uh, a multi-week and had updated challenges every week and people were posting their times and kind of calling each other out on it. It was, yeah, it was, it was a fun. fun competition. Yeah. All right, Amy, who do you have for motivational groups? Um, actually force five, uh, force five, uh, does some training programs and they, you know, they were charging for them and things prior to us, uh, going all going into lockdown, but force five has opened up a lot of their training programs using for using their equipment and oddly enough, using equipment that isn't theirs, you know, just everyday things that you can do at home. And they've been doing a lot of videos that are really instructional for form and for training. So they've been really awesome. And AC. Uh, second, what Doug said with OCR Tribe, that's been a good group to be a part of. Also, Team Defy, which is a OCR team based out of Oklahoma City. They'll get online and do group workouts uh, or do local workouts there. Uh, and the CTG uh, Pro Team Training Group that y'all had going for 2020, that was, a, that was a big motivator for me to 
be doing workouts right alongside the the rest of the pro team and feeling like I had to had to keep up with y'all. So, AC man, you're you're on my you're my you're my good list here. You just keep keeps giving me <laughs> keep buttering me up here. About to start sending you free stuff. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Uh, best OCR training gym. So, gonna jump over back over to AC. Um, OCR training gym, at least here in Texas, the two that I know that stayed open during the, when everything else was shutting down was in the South, in South Lake, which is in the, the DFW Metroplex, a new gym opened up called the Foundry Gym. Uh, two of the, they focus on like Spartan SGX, Soft Fleet. Uh, two of the coaches are, uh, Miles, the motivator Keller, uh, who most, most people know that name from, he was also on the Link Endurance podcast for a while. And uh, local OCR athlete, uh, Luke Halterman. Uh, I've done one of their weekend workouts. Uh, they were great. And they've, they've been doing a good job of just keeping everything open and going and, and having workouts for people to do even when everything else was locked down. Uh, second gym uh, was Grit Fitness, who they also host the, the Grit OCR Protein. They're based out of the around the Houston area, but I think they're opening up a gym in uh, Sweet Springs, Missouri, which if I'm not mistaken is east of Kansas City, I think later this year. So y'all, something y'all might need to look at, uh, those of y'all in the Kansas City area. So Grit Fitness and Foundry Gym uh, for best OCR training gym. Both good suggestions. And uh, Luke Haltman also had some really entertaining stuff at the beginning of quarantine um, on his social media, some video, funny videos he made. So highly recommend okay. you. Let's go ahead. I'm going to tag on and go legendary fitness as well. I know that they closed down a little bit for quarantine and did a lot of online workout stuff at that point, but they are again, considered a ninja gym, but they do a ton of OCR training. So I know that they have a lot of obstacles that they've built that mimic OCR. Um, they've done a great job about, um, I just recommend going there if you're in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. And I'm going to give a shout out to pretty much all the gyms I use for OCR America too, right? So Obstacle Athletics in Long Island, uh, owned by Kevin Mudman LaPlatney. He's got a great setup there. Uh, Otherworld Fitness in Frederick, Maryland, owned by uh, former Battle Frog employee Tim Guinan. And Helen, Helene Dumay, the Facing Infinitus movie I talked about earlier. She used to work at that gym. And they have one of the original Battle Frog rigs there. And they still have it there, so... I think I guess Battlefrog may be buying new ones or maybe has another old one in stock or something that I'm not tracking. But I really love Otherworld Fitness. It's got an indoor hill, which is pretty unique. Um, and they've been doing group classes. And then even when quarantine started, they were doing some pretty unique stuff where like, essentially you could sign out gym equipment so that way they could, um, you know, the members could still pay their dues, you know, if they wanted to, and then but have, have something to take away from it so the gym didn't have to essentially go complete, uh, complete zero income for quarantine and then finally Erie's OCR battlegrounds uh, they have a gym inside but they also have the obstacle course out back so it's a gym and obstacle course located in the same property in Erie Pennsylvania and then obviously uh, movement lab Ohio Michelle Warnke's gym just moved from their original location so if you watch the OCR America Stokeshed video of me and Amy playing around in that gym it's no longer in that space they expanded to a larger space uh, which looks pretty awesome. And you definitely need to get there in uh, 2021. And I know there's a ton of other great training gyms and uh, locations across the nation. So feel free to drop those in the Facebook comments. Uh, last two topics. Uh, second to last one is best 
permanent OCR facility. Again, going to give a, sh- a bunch of shout outs to brands that I've used for OCR America. Obviously, Noob Sanity. They've got a completely awesome training facility and a very, very awesome group. I, I stand by. I think it's the best group in the nation. Uh, in that I'm, I'm part of a bunch of different groups, but they just seem like they have a really tight-knit community there um, with an obstacle course on one side of the property and then the extreme ravine, kind of like the uh, more natural type obstacles and terrain and elevation change on the other side of the property. Uh, Viking OCR in Sunny Hill. That one's in uh, Greenville, New York. Another great permanent obstacle course facility or created by Rob Butler, the same guy who did uh, Shell Hill, which is no longer operating. But you can see a lot of his touches on the obstacles there that are very unique. Casey Timber Challenge, uh, Bonner Springs, Kansas. Great facility. That's the one I've actually ran the most events on this year. Did four, all four of their events. And then Erie's OCR Battlegrounds again, which I just mentioned. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the gyms that I nor- or the permanent facilities I normally talk about actually closed down, like Shell Hell. And Dirt Runner is no longer operating at that permanent facility in Marcel, Illinois, which is if anyone went to BF or Battle Frog, Chicago, that location is no longer, um, no longer part of it. And then other than that, Lisa just said, Doug said his backyard, which is true. Cause that looks pretty good. Pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. We kind of figured we stayed open over quarantine. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, we had, we had some guests. <laughs> we had a few guests come. <laughs> good stuff. All right. Final topic of the episode event. You're looking forward most to in 2021. So uh, we'll start off internationally with Amy. Um, well, events, any events currently, right? Yeah, um, any actually, events, but you're international. Any events. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, the event I'm looking forward to is uh, for Nuts Challenge to open up. So they do a Summer Nuts, which is kind of like this crazy uh, multi-lap um, and, you know, endurance level kind of race. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to them being back up and running. Um, and then I guess as far as uh, other events, I am really looking forward to World's Toughest Mudder going back to the desert. Um, that's, uh, that's high on my list. And it means then if that goes on, it's possible I can travel home and, and be able to see everybody there. And then of course, you know, world championships to OCR world championships, cause it's back in Vermont. Um, but now for the world championships instead of just the, uh, American, but it just seems like, it just seems like a really good thing to hope for. So those are my, those are my three biggies for right now. Yeah. I think the probability of those going is good because later in 2021 for, uh, at least for the OCRWC and World's Toughest Mudder. So by that Agreed. point, uh, you know, we should be, vaccines should be pretty widespread and, and or people should have some sort of immunity to things. Or if not, they're at least learning to live or are starting to accept more risk. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but the probability of those events are all looking good. Yeah, it would just be nice if all of us can travel because it's the one place I know where I can see so many different people from so many different places, including home. It's just, uh, you know, it's kind of like our world get together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know, I know there's obviously some other big shout outs in, in this group. Um, AC, I know you, you've got one. Conquer the gauntlet. Yep, there it is. <laughs> was it even yeah. a question yeah i know uh so they're doing their big 2021 they're only doing one event in 2021 and it's going to be a th- essentially a three-day event so friday there's a dinner saturday there's the elite race and open race and then sunday there's the team race of note the team race only has 20 teams uh, before it maxes out so you definitely want to sign up for that and again 
they held five events in 2020. So the one in 2021 is a hundred percent go. And uh, mm-hmm. I'd be completely shocked if it, for some reason it did not go, but so high probability of success there. All right. I think uh, that about wraps it up unless anyone else has some other events they're really looking forward to. Indian mud run. Oh, there we go. Indian mud run. Yeah. So we wanted to hit it in 2020 and of course couldn't. Um, and then Doug just mentioned battle frog. Yeah, of course, hopefully. Has- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my expectations for battle frog are, not the best. I mean, Garfield is apparently had apparently left uh, about a week or so ago. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. I'm, but I'm ca- yeah. cautiously optimistic. And I think we're excited <laughs> for our world championships just to be able to see people again. You know, like I know yeah. that we saw a lot of people close, but seeing some international friends would be really nice. So OCR Worlds is another one that we're excited for. All right, we're going to start wrapping it up. Um, normally we do tell us something people would be surprised to know about you. Uh, but since this is literally the day after Christmas, we're recording this. So uh, I want to thank my guests for one, taking the time probably away from their family to come on to this episode. And two, because I refuse to pay for the full version of Zoom, uh, we've been having to take breaks every 40 minutes and then restart the recording process, which has been a pain in the butt. So tell us one thing um, that you got for Christmas that's unique, random, or you're excited about. Uh, we're just going to go around or your holiday if you don't celebrate Christmas. Um, since most people get presents usually around this time of year. We're just going to go around the, the group here, and we're going to start off with uh, AC first. My oldest daughter cross-stitched a CTG crest logo, like the lion, the letters, green and black, everything, and it's um, really well done. So I'm I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, I saw you post a picture of this to uh, was, you know, your stories, and it was really cool looking. So, yeah, definitely cool. Uh, we're going to jump over to Alexis next. Sorry, I was on mute. So, my husband gave me two things. One that's OCR related is this awesome uh, wall mount to hang all my medals. And it's in metal, and you see all the, um, all the detail work is uh, depicting obstacles, which is really cool. Because mine are just on some random hook and looks awful. But then he also gave me, he gave me the Bob Ross Chia Pet and then the Mount Rushmore of Golden Girls Chia Pet. Amazing. So I'm pretty excited about that. And purple boxing gloves. (laughs) But I think the Chia Pets are the best. Those all sound like amazing gifts. Let's jump over to Kathleen. Um, My new brother-in-law got me a vegan cookbook but I haven't yet told him that I already have it. <laughs> Did, do you have the uh, Deanna Blegg vegan cookbook? No, I do not. Ooh, it's called Veganize Me, uh, written by Deanna Blegg and Amanda Steedle. I believe it's how nice. you pronounce her last name. So the creators of Blegg Mitts and um, uh, turbo, soup, turbo Supplements, whatever. Um, yeah, it's good, good cookbook. Stuff in there awesome. is pretty tasty. I haven't – I'm uh, not vegan, but I – I do enjoy some of the stuff in there. Well, I can go to Barnes and Noble and exchange it. Yeah. Well, I don't. Think, I don't cool. know if it's in Barnes and Nobles. I know. Um, let's see. It's probably on Amazon. I I know I wrote okay. a review on, on it for Mudrun Guide. If anyone wants to mm-hmm. Google veganize me and Mudrun Guide, it should be in there, and then it should be links. Or I think you can order it off the Blegmit website. Or maybe. Awesome. I'll take a look. Yeah, maybe Amazon. All right. Cool. Amy. Um. The most random gift that I got this year was my husband thinks he's funny. And so he decided to get uh, together 
with, I believe, Matthew Lowe, and uh, buy me a Doc McStuffins toddler puzzle. Um, good old, like, 35-piece puzzle. I think mine was 24 in the death race, but I'm scarred for life and hate Doc McStuffins, so the joke was that they were going to buy me puzzles from Doc McStuffins this year. Um, other than that, I'm really stoked because I got one of the big Instapots, so I'm going to be trying all kinds of stuff in there. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's go to the Masters Power Couple, Lisa and Doug. You want to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> I got a new 60-meter climbing rope, which I definitely didn't expect, but we climb a lot, and apparently someone, Lisa, <laughs> thought the other rope I've been using might be due for replacement. Wait a second. How old is the other rope? Two years. <laughs> <laughs> Two years. <laughs> so um, let's see. I am a little bit superstitious and I always have to wear a necklace for good luck when I run. And this year my necklace kind of got beat up a lot. So it's not going to last any, any other races. So I got retired. So I actually got a new necklace, um, a good new good luck necklace that I can race with. And I got a savage race. So that was pretty cool. Already ready to start 2021 season, I guess off right. So cool. My wife got me a nitro cold brew uh, coffee making thing. So it's basically like a you brew coffee, cold brew coffee, and put it in the fridge, and then it's got like little nitrous cartridges, and it makes your coffee almost like Guinness-like. So I've I've been obsessed with like Starbucks nitro cold brew pretty much all year. So uh, she got that for me, which is was a really cool gift. And kind of random story, it actually got spoiled because she bought it, and then it appeared in my Facebook feed the next day. Um, you know, cause the Facebook likes to watch everything you do. So that's kind of funny. And then kind of a more fitness related one. My, uh, my dad got me uh, two wushu, sh- wushu swords, right? So the swords that when you like snap your wrist, they kind of bend and flex a little bit. And, uh, so I've been teaching myself to spin and, um, uh, kind of move swords around. And if anyone saw my boast that video the other day, it's like that, but with swords and so far I haven't broken anything in the house and, or cut myself. Um, which I'm pretty proud of. And I've had them for about 48 hours. So maybe if I get a little excited later, I'll post some videos of, of me uh, spinning them around. But all right, that should be about it. Before we go, quick final shout outs, uh, back around the horns one more time, back around the horn one more time. Uh, AC Hell, any shout outs you want to give before we go? Yeah, shout out to Team Strength and Speed, uh, CTG Family, Enduralite, and uh and my family also sounds good and i'm gonna piggyback off that uh the 2021 strength and speed development team application is open so if anyone wants to go to our website teamstrengthspeed.com go over to the article section uh there's a scroll down it should be like the second or third article down basically you apply for the strength and speed group and then um i let up a couple people in so you don't have to pay normally there's like a admission fee uh that way we keep the group small and it gives you access to the group. We have uh, personal trainers in there, physical therapists, um, chiropractors, stuff like that. And basically a pretty good knowledge base of information. So I know when you post training related questions in normal OCR groups, you get a lot of different answers. And in general, we're a, a lot more of us are on the same page and or have certifications in the group. So it's a lot of knowledge. And then uh, I, once OCR season starts getting underway, I start posting some workouts and um, just another more of a, Another fitness group, but a smaller group, um, more contained. So you can go over, again, teamstrengthspeed.com and check out that. All right, jump over to Kathleen. Final shout-outs, friends, family, sponsors. Um, a shout-out, Altred, uh, my coach, Rich Ryan, and his podcast, Reinforced Running. 
and my team, Philly Spartans. Good stuff. Alexis, what do you got? I don't know, myself, my husband, my family. Good ones. All good choices. Amy. Um, definitely a shout out to my husband for putting up through with me through all this lockdown stuff, but also to my coach, Morgan Mackay, um, my sponsors at Trail Toes and Dry Robe, who've been especially great to me this year, um, and uh, yeah, my kids, who have actually not caused me to go crazy during lockdown, despite I have two teenagers, and thank God uh, for having a home gym and just shoving them in there. Yeah, that's awesome. Big fan of Morgan. We were actually, uh, me, Morgan, Matt Hansen, and uh, Dylan, one of Matt's friends, actually applied for Eco Challenge in 2021. Um, if anyone hasn't heard, that show is not being renewed for a second not. season. So, we applied to yeah. a group of us applied, and we didn't get in, and it's, we were gutted. Morgan was originally supposed to be on our team, but you guys stole her. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I may, I may bring all three of them on the podcast just to, just to catch up at some point uh, later this year. And oh, she's an excellent coach. So if anybody wants a, a coach that's really great and does a lot of good work with you at home because you can't get out to a gym, she's fantastic. Good stuff. And obviously, you know, world's toughest mother champion, Spartan 24-hour ultra beast champion. And she's interviewed in the back of my book, Mother and Guides Ultra OCR Bible, available on hard copy and digital. Um, cool. Lisa and Doug, final shout outs. Um, because of being in lockdown, I found myself running more. So I have to give a huge shout out to UFOS because <laughs> they kept my feet very happy. And if you don't know me, you know, I don't like to run. That is my least favorite activity. And the fact that we've been running so much, um, that has been key for me. I have okay. two shout outs. One is to Santa Claus for once again, <laughs> overlooking the naughty list. For him. And secondly, to the main prizes. The, the power behind the conquer the gauntlet race i know i know the struggle's real getting through the covid year and what they had to put into race directing and production of the whole the whole nine yards and i, I think that's a underrated position that yeah. they definitely need recognized for i think all race directors this year <laughs> should get a shout out <laughs> yeah absolutely i definitely thank all of them for uh not giving up on on us and continuing to host something or Stay active on social media, all that good stuff. Anyone needs bleg mitts, they can head over to teamstrengthspeed.com. If you want to pick up a copy of any of my books, all still available at teamstrengthspeed.com, uh, available in hard copy and digital. And then the Strength and Speed premium channel, um, if you can, you can search for it on Podbean, essentially you can pay for some of my audio books, right? So I'm slowly going to release some of my books on audio uh, recorded by me, essentially in my home studio. And uh, basically, if you sign up now, it's, I think it's like $16 and you get one book on there, but then you get the other books when they're released, uh, you know, in six months or a year. So essentially, you can pay a lower price now and get all the books, um, or you can wait uh, six months or a year and pay essentially two or three times as much to get more of the books. But yep. And other than that, stay tuned. Uh, I will be doing an ultra OCR related charity event in 2021, probably Marchish timeframe. Just need to test it out to make sure I don't uh, die uh, while doing it. So I got some, still got to test, work out some kinks there. And, um, and, but it'll be, it'll be a little lower key than OCR America too, but it should be interesting and a different experience. And again, it'll be for folds of honor. So make sure you follow uh, team strength speed on Facebook and uh, look for that donation link 
and please support Folds of Honor, providing scholarship money to children whose parents were killed or wounded in action. Thanks, everyone, again, for coming on and taking the time out the day after Christmas. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's look forward to 2021 and get back out on the course. Bye, everyone. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Talk to you later.